for more information about this episode, you really just have to kind of go from your own experience. I'm, what I'm talking about is what a lot of white people have told me. But there's a lot of different views out there, once again, and you know, your view matters. I'm just stating the view that I've heard that's been a common theme from white professionals, from just regular white people, just people in general. I don't like saying white people or black people like that, but yeah, when I have conversations with white people, this is a common theme that always comes up, and that's why it's a common theme. Anyways, all right, this is the introduction to the episode. The rest of the episode is about to begin now. Hey, my name is Larry Eif. This is episode 169. It is called Why I'm Scared to Hire a Black CEO or Supervisor. Once again, this is this is not to say that all white people feel this way or whatever the case may be. And life is not always black and white. But this is what I've heard. I, I took an Uber ride one time with an older white lady. Um, and she said, we got to talking about race and culture and things like that. And she said... She knew my name. She's like, so Larry, as a black person, do, don't you really understand why white people are afraid of black people? And I said, I have no idea. I said, I, I used to think it was because um, white people thought that all black men wanted to have, you know, we're going to take over all the white women sexually. And I said, that's one thing I can think of. And she said, no, the real reason why white people are scared of black people is because we believe if the tables were turned that black people would get revenge on us for slavery. And I said, well, it does kind of make sense. And 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 I talked to a lot of other people like that. She's an older white Christian lady. I've talked to a lot of other people, white people, and they've kind of let out to the same thing. Well, hey, you know, um, what if, you know, you know, when black people, you know, if black people are mad at white people right now, so if they get in control or if they get in power, they're going to start denying white people, you know, bank loans. And they're going to be, they're going to start doing a lot of legislation, passing a lot of legislation that goes, that, that, that tries to fix all this stuff from slavery. And they're going to do a lot of things that are going to hurt white people. That seems to be a common theme. Once again, that's not all white people because I obviously have not interviewed all white people and I'm not even going to go that route but I like to just put things out there that are real life that I've come across and I like to share my view because you already know my view matters and so did that white lady's view who gave me my little Uber ride her view matters so if you take that view let's just say that is let's just let's just stay in that same vein and let's say that is true that that is why white people is that, that, that is what white people think about black people. That makes perfect sense why it, a white company who feels that way, a white-owned company that feels that way, would not want to hire a black CEO. What's that going to do for the white morale? If, if that's assuming white people are really scared of black people for that reason, white people at that company will begin to think, oh my goodness, it's, he's going to start hiring, you know, He's gonna start hiring more black people to be supervisors. He's gonna be looking to fill that stat, that 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 um, quota of of black engineers or black supervisors or black bosses. He's gonna start hiring a lot of black people, and these black people that are mad at us, they're gonna start being mean to us. And next thing you know, it's coming to be all black, and we're gonna lose our jobs. That kind of makes sense if you think about it. In the '60s, when a black person was moving to a 
uh, white neighborhood, all the white people left. It was called white flight. They were just scared that black people were going to take over. And at, during that same time period, when a black person would get a job at a factory, let's say, the white people would say, hey, listen here. They would tell the owner of the company, either you fire that black person or we're all leaving. Because we don't want these black people taking our jobs. That's, once again, I promise you, I don't say I swear to God anymore, but I promise you, I'm not just making it up. That's exactly how it went for decades. That's exactly how white people in America that felt that way. Not all white people, but white people in America that felt that way, that's what they did. They would burn down the house of a black family that moved into the neighborhood, or they would literally, they would rather burn down a company to hire a black person than work with a black person. That's how crazy it was in America. Once again, the focus for me is never, hey, let's, let's talk about what happened in the past and let's fix the past and find out whose fault it was. I could give a fuck less whose fault it was. As a believer in the Bible, the past, the past. I gotta use my spiritual wisdom to move forward. I don't. I'm not interested in trying to find blame or figure out who did what back in the day. I gotta keep moving forward. So, okay, I drifted a little bit. I'll give you that. Let me get back to the <laughs> the, the podcast subject about white people being scared of black people. In the same thing, in the same way that white people. It makes sense for them not to want black CEOs and supervisors. In the same sense, if a white person has a company, if it's a white-owned company, and they're, um, what's the word? If they have cultural awareness or they are culturally diversified, they won't care who's in charge. As long as the product keeps getting made or the service keeps getting delivered, they could care less. So white people like that, you, you can see companies that are like that. They'll hire whoever. Whoever's qualified, they just hire them. They don't look for a black person to be a boss or a supervisor. or uh, They don't worry about quotas. They hire whoever they come across. Now, a lot of times that can come off as being racist because an all-white company might hire more just all-white people. I don't think that's racist at all because if you're white, you know a lot of white people. And you're going to hire a lot of white people. You can hire who you know, who you hang around, who's in your community, who your friends are, who you hang out with. Just like a black-owned company is going to hire a whole lot of black people because that's who they know. That's who the employees know. That's who the employees are referring. That's who's in their community. I don't know. Um, I just had a thought for this episode this morning because I've seen some posts and some things about black-white stuff. And I talked to my friend yesterday about some black-white stuff. And I really could care less about it. In the end, humans are humans, and you have to find an answer that is not a black and white answer. You have to. And if you have any type of spiritual sense about yourself, spiritualness overrides all cultural, physical stuff. It makes a lot more sense, and it's less emotional. So, my advice, my unsolicited and unasked-for advice would be don't, don't worry about if, if a company doesn't want to hire black people, don't force them to. If a, if, a, if a black company doesn't want to hire white people, don't force them to. That white company is missing out or that black company is missing out. Let people hire whoever they want to hire. I, I'm black, so my companies are all going to be black owned. I don't want to have to hire a certain amount of white people. I just don't. I want to hire whoever the fuck I want to hire. I don't care if you... 
I will look in, in white areas. I'll look in black areas. I'll look in Asian areas. I'll look where I will look for a mix. That would be my goal. But I don't want nobody telling me, okay, Larry, look here. You got a black-owned company. You got 100 employees, and you need to have at least 10 of them that are Mexican and 10 of them that are Chinese, and you need to have at least 10 of them that are white. No, 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 no. My company, and if I want to miss out on talent from different cultures, that's going to be on me, and that will be the demise and the fall of my company in the end. So, once again, my view of the boss matters. And my view is I'm hiring from a diverse as diverse a talent pool as possible because that makes good business sense. It does not make good business sense to hire all black people or all white people or all Asians or whatever it is. All right. Well, that's my view. My view matters, and so does yours. And if you're a boss or a hiring manager, I hope you don't get caught. That's listening to this. I hope you don't get caught up in quotas. Look for talent. You know if you're looking for all white boys or all white girls or if you're looking for some black guys or some black females to be, you know, take care of quotas and make your company look good. You know all that stuff. Hire from your heart. And, uh, ooh, you know what? That'd be a good name for a temp agency. Hiring from the heart. Okay, look here. This is my podcast. My view matters. Whoever listening, you cannot take that. I want that. I want a temp agency called Hiring from the Heart. Okay, I'm about to get sidetracked. I love talking about different business ideas. Uh, back to the subject at hand. That is a wrap for episode 169. 170 is next. And as usual, I have no fucking clue what it's going to be about. But when I know, you already know. I'll let you know. Thank you.